In this episode, we take a look at the archangels. We discuss how we see these kinds of energies, some of the cultural things that have happened around them, and what each archangel represents. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay, what do you think about doing a little overview or introduction to the archangels today? Yes, I love this. Love this. You know that I love anything to do with angels. That's been since I was a little kid. And I think that my view on them and sort of what they are and even how they look and how they operate is probably a little bit different than sort of like the mainstream version of it. So I think it would be an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's, I think there's so much to look into when you're talking about angels, especially if you're a regular listener of this podcast and you're like, wait, they're always talking about how patriarchal religions aren't good and aren't a great thing and aren't helpful. So why are they talking about angels? So I think mm-hmm. that this is a great topic to dive into and and just get like a good I- good idea of how it looks from an overview perspective. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things about angels and in particular, the archangels is that there is, everyone has this like little bit of a different view of what they are and how they operate and what their names are and all of that. But the basic, like the basic gist of the energy and the angels, no matter what angle you're looking at, there's this thread of the same like the same thing that goes through them all. And when that happens in in history, in, in multiple religions, in people who aren't religious, right. that fascinates me. Right. And it feels like a great way to actually connect people who might think that they have differing opinions. Like you're like, oh, no, wait, you actually, we actually agree on this. It might be a little tweaked, a little different, but it really does sort of run solid through a lot of different cultures and belief systems. Exactly. It's so true. And I feel like I want to address something that I feel like is an, a slight elephant in the room. I know we're not in the room as other podcasters like listening, but it always feels to me like we're all in a room together talking. Right. And that is about Doreen Virtue. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly think that we have to address this because she sort of co-opted and took over this topic. Yeah. So I'm just going to say right here, we have an entire episode on Doreen Virtue. Doing that episode ended up actually being a little bit of a turning point for our podcast because of its popularity and people's kind of disbelief and shock as to the crazy turn in her life that Doreen Virtue took. Right. (laughs) Please go listen to that if you haven't. If you have, go listen again. You'll be baffled again by this woman. Okay. Right. But if you are someone who is in the the quote unquote spiritual world or holistic world and you're over 30, you most likely a lot of the information and imagery you have about archangels is from Doreen. And my, I'm including myself in that category. Yeah. I mean, for better or for worse, we talk in that episode about how like that imagery is not for me. <laughs> it's not like how I want to be 
picturing sort of a spiritual life or practice or how I want to see archangels. But yes, the, she dominated that sort of what she made into an industry. She made it into an industry, right? She certainly did. Yeah. So it's like, that's all like when you, that's all you see is her stuff. Yes. And there are a lot of elements. You guys listen to me talk about Doreen in the other episode. There's no <laughs> love there from me, but I will say right here, there's a lot she got right. Yes. And there's a lot she got wrong. Now, well, but to, to your point about like how it changed what the sort of trajectory of our podcast, it also was sort of the beginning of where we started really talking about integrity and how you have to really start using discernment when you're looking at the people that you're re- reading their books or using their decks or taking their courses. Doreen Virtue was for us a turning point, like, wait a minute we are not on board with this. The things that she's talking about and teaching are valid. They're legitimate, but the way she's doing it, we could not stand for. Exactly. Exactly. So I always feel like it's a little bit of a tough thing, you know, being the age that I am and growing up in an era where Doreen Virtue was like this wonderful, like beam of light when you're leaving, like, like an abusive patriarchal, religion and like all like it seemed like this great like move over into a place that felt much better right and and in that journey because and I want to just say this because I think it's a lot of people's journey in that journey you sort of grab on and you allow yourself to go oh there's a lot of this stuff that is what I feel and like for me being a super intuitive kid and always being very aware of angel energy There was so much of what she was saying that was what my experience was. And then there was a lot of what she was saying that was not my experience and seemed way off. And I thought I was wrong. I thought, oh, this lady must be right. And then just sort of believed that and thought like, I wonder why I'm getting it wrong. And it took me a little while to go, first of all, right and wrong like someone being right, someone being wrong when it comes to the intuitive world does not make any sense. Everyone can have their own experience. And second of all, there are a lot of people who left in, you know, Doreen, if you listen to the episode, it was in religion at the same time as in spirituality. We go all into the weird path that she took. Right. And ultimately left and tried to destroy it, whatever. It's a whole thing. Right. You know, like you don't realize that there's things like a cult, like cultural appropriation going on. Like you don't see it and there's no excuse for it. But I feel like what happened with like the whole downfall of that and sort of like exposing these things that like there aren't, there isn't much integrity with, you sort of go back to looking at something like archangels and you get like a funny feeling and you sort of lose that beautiful connection of, of an energy that's there that had felt good to you, but sort of got wrecked a little bit by other people. So I'd like for us to kind of be really honest about all of those things. Talk about these archangels in our experience and what, how we see them and what I feel to be true about them. You know, I'll be honest when it's my opinion or, or something that's like across the board, what other people think um, and kind of bring them back into people's world in a way that feels safe and like there's flexibility that you can do what you want with it and see it how you want. Right, exactly. And we spoke in that episode about how things got so bad and sketchy with Doreen that we didn't even want to work with her decks anymore. We didn't and Doreen Virtue, her 
a lot of her card decks were people's first decks. It was like the first one that they'd ever have. And so they had these big connections and all of a sudden you, it feels weird. It feels gross. You don't want to work with it anymore. And I think that for a lot of us, when we stopped using her products, we sort of inadvertently lost the connection to the things that she was talking about in, and in this case with the archangels. So well said, I really felt that way for a long time. Right. And I almost felt like I didn't want to talk about them. Um, and like, I didn't want to give people advice to like tap into that because it had felt so like sullied to me. And I feel like that's such an unfair thing for everybody. Like we, right. <laughs> we all then miss out on this beautiful like energy and this beautiful thing that can be really helpful and really awesome in your life because of that. So I think let's, let's bring it back a little bit. Let's talk about what the energy is in let's create an environment in the spiritual, holistic, intuitive world. That's like, here's some information. Here's how I see it. And like interpret it how you want. It doesn't have to be this one way. There's no, you know, if, if I say something about the archangels or Jamie says something about the archangels and you're like, that's not how I feel it. That's great and fine. There, there shouldn't be that feeling of, oh, I must be wrong. Right. It, it's time to take your own power back mm-hmm. from whoever, from Doreen Virtue, from organized religion, from like your own ego story. I mean, it's just time that we create. And that's what Heather and I are always wanting to do in this podcast is create a space where we can just sort of give information and give stories and relate to people, but we never want it to feel like this is how this works. That is how you do something because that's the patriarchy. That's ego. That's not how intuition works. So you always are in control of your own body, of your own intuition, of your own experiences. So listen and then apply it however you want it to work in your own life. Yes. I love that. That was really well said. And, you know, if we, we always talk about like pagan roots and going back to sort of that sort of more natural way that humans existed in, you know, there wasn't religion. <laughs> so right. if you interpreted something different than somebody else, there was a time where that was just fine. That was just interesting. And, and like, so we wouldn't be having integrity if we didn't mimic that here. Right. And that's exactly the, that's a perfect segue into archangels because no one, there was no organized religion. It wasn't even a possibility then, but we all were seeing and experiencing the same thing. So yeah, they're tweaked across cultures. They're tweaked across the world, but it's all the same observance of the same energy. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if we look at it, like through history, just a little bit. I don't want to go super far into that because I'm not sure that it's, I would rather talk about the energy of the angels and all of that. Right. Um, but if we, if we look kind of back through history, there is just like most of the pagan things we talk about, there is not a culture that doesn't have a reference to archangel energy. Now they're right. not calling them angels. Okay. Right. They're saying goddess. They're sometimes referring to them as, believe it or not, fae. They're calling it energy of different things. It, like there's different terminology. The terminology of angel and archangel really came in with religion. Right. But the concept of that was here far before. 
Right. And think about how when patriarchal organized religion first was established, they took everything. They took Mm -hmm. everything from what's now called pagans, just people who existed then. They took everything and they adapted it to their own religion so they could get people on board with what they were trying to sell. Right. And Mm -hmm. so they're taking all that stuff and they're just renaming it just like they did with holidays, just like they did with, with everything. And so archangels is just another part of that. They're the ultimate rebranders like steal and rebrand, right? (laughs) Cultural appropriation originators. Exactly. (laughs) The only thing that they really invented was the devil and evil. And that's so ironic because that's what they say pagans were. So, right. Well, it's perfect. Right. Exactly. It's perfect. (laughs) Right. So, I I just want to tell you a little bit of the way that I see angels and I want you to speak up. I think that we see them very similar, but there could be differences. And I think it's worth discussion. Uh I see angels as different kinds of energy and the closest that I could come, I can come to describing how I feel about angel energy is how other people would call something like a higher being. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. So it's, I don't see them as like a human energy or one that just like floats down and looks like Cupid. Like that doesn't, none of that imagery is how it appears to me, Mm -hmm. right? No, it might appear differently to other people. It much more feels like a very strong presence and energy, like literal energy coming in and coming out and moving and shifting. And when it comes, and that's how I feel about all angels. Right. There are different kinds of angels. There are different choirs of angels. And across almost every religion, you will find them. And they all have very similar names and they all do very similar things. So keep in mind that this is not just Christianity or this is not just one religion or this is not just the spiritual folk, right? This is everybody with little tweaks going, here's these things that we're all sensing and feeling and they're appearing to us in these different ways. And they they seem to do the same thing and present and represent the same kinds of energy. Exactly. So there's things like, like your own personal guides. Those are a different kind of, of angel energy to me. And we could do a whole episode on that someday if you guys are interested in this. Um, but archangels, I see as like the higher up of the high, of the high beings, like the higher up of the angels. And to me, they represent different things that help humans go through their life experience. So they each have these different energies that they bring to help us sort of, I don't know, what would you say? Like evolve through life? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a perfect way. Just they're sort of supporting your journey, whatever that journey is that you're on in this lifetime, they're there just to support that. Yes. Now, when people talk about seeing angels, there's so many different descriptions of what they look like. And so I would like to address that because I want to, and I want to tell you my theory. (laughs) This is obviously not proven, and other people are going to think differently. And that's great. But right. how how it is to me is that I believe they appear to us in a way that makes sense to us. So for example, 
the way that Archangel Michael looks to me may be different than how he looks to you because my version of what he represents is going to be different visually than your version of what he represents. Right. And I think it also depends on your Claire's. Exactly. 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 If you want to learn about your Claire's, you can go back to that episode about what that means. It's the way you perceive energy. And so you like the way I interpret the energy of an archangel might be different from someone who has different Claire's than I do. Such an excellent point. You know, if you don't see angel energy, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just probably that either clairvoyance isn't one of your top two or three, or it's just not an easy way for you to communicate with angel energy. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's about finding the way that works for you. Clairvoyance is one of the biggest ways that I communicate with angel energy. That's just personal. So when you hear me saying stuff like see or how it looks, it's going to come out of my mouth that way because that's how I'm interpreting it. And I, that's how it's coming into me. But if that's not your experience, there's nothing wrong with that. That's completely normal. Right. That's not my experience. So I can, uh, we can speak for different people here. Perfect. I think you more feel them and like get information from them more than get like visual stuff. Is that right? Yeah, correct. I mean, I think someone who's struggled with her clairvoyance her whole life. (laughs) um, Yeah, no, I, uh, for me, archangels are um, actually, for me, they were sort of like a a gateway, like the gateway Mm -hmm. of intuition, because for me, it was close to organized religion as I was, I was raised in organized religion and then left it. And so for me, archangels talking to archangels it feels, it felt almost like separate enough where I could actually talk to them, ask for guidance. Um, it felt, it feels more concrete. Yeah. Agreed. Even though I'm not seeing them. So I will, I will actually just talk to archangels, ask for an assistance, and then they'll line things up for me, sort of, if that makes sense. Perfect. There's two really important points that you just made that I would like to expand upon. Okay. <laughs> the first is that if you're, especially if you were raised in religion, or even if you weren't, you're just raised in around a culture that is based around patriarchal religion, right? I mean, archangels are in movies. It's, it's like, that's like, you see them everywhere in our culture. Yeah. John Travolta playing Archangel Michael does not work. That's not, to me, that does not, that is not the right representation. <laughs> does not track. Does not track for me. Anyways. Yeah, there, if you're like, okay, I want to start getting into something and using my intuition and tapping in, you probably have some sort of like setup in your head for what angels are and what their energy is. So it doesn't feel like this giant leap out of what you already know. So it's like a really great place to start for that reason. And the second point is when people ask me, and I get asked this all the time. I want to start using my intuition and tapping in more. And I want to talk to spirits and I want to talk to everything. And I want to get downloads and information. I always, 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 always tell them to start tapping into angel energy, specifically archangel energy, because angels know this, right? They are, they, when you're trying to tap in, they're going to protect you. They're going to like interpret how you're bringing energy in and they're going to help. So it's like a very, wonderful place to start. A lot of people try to start by tapping in and and, ta- and like chatting with dead grandma. And, you know, dead grandma right. was probably lovely, 
right? Like, good job, dead grandma. Like, you're great. Like, we want to talk to you. Absolutely. But she probably doesn't have the skill set to get a message to you. Like, that's going to take a lot more work. So starting here is the 100% best place to start. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes tons of sense. But I will add this sort of like asterisk on that is that if you were raised in organized religion, you may think you're not allowed or you're not special enough or powerful enough um, or you don't have enough ranking of like a priest or a bishop or whatever to talk to an archangel. Take that thought out of your head and just huck it in the trash because that's patriarchy. They want you to feel like you're inferior and you're not able or capable or privileged enough to speak to your own guide, your own angels, the people who are helping you. So just know that it's inherently your right to do that. Fantastic point. Absolutely. In fact, their whole purpose is to help you personally. And archangels are something called omnipresent, which means that they can be like, I can call in an energy, like I could call in Archangel Raphael right now at the same time as 1000 million people are like, they can, that is busy. You're not taking like a number at the deli counter. Yeah. You're not like bothering them. Like this is their <laughs> little purpose and they can be everywhere because they're energy. They're not humans. Right. It's right. They're not existing here in this like human timeline. And I know we're getting like trippy with it, but like they're not subject to these restrictions. Exactly. Right. So not only does everyone have the right to by design, that's what they're here for. So the idea that you have to be qualified either religion in like religion or in that whole spiritual thing that people talk about where you have to like, you know, meditate for eight hours or, you know, have a degree in geology about crystals or whatever to (laughs) do this stuff. Like that's not, none of that's true. You're actually born in my opinion, born communicating with angels. I think babies do it all the time. You can watch their energy. You know, a lot of people think they're communicating with spirit or seeing spirit. I believe they do that too. But I think a lot of times what you're actually seeing is them clocking and communicating to angels. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So these beings all represent different parts of the human experience. And so if you're like going through your day or your life, it could be like a big deal. It could be like barely anything. You can call upon them and say, can you help me with this certain task? Right. Exactly. We're going to go over like a little snapshot of what each one does. So you know who to call when, but I would like to say that if you don't remember the name in a moment and you need help with something specific, it still works. It's okay. Yes. Yes. You don't need the right name. You're all, you're just, that's just helping you tap into the energy. Exactly. The name is only to help you. Okay. Even if you said the wrong name, right. You called out for an angel that it doesn't represent that it does not matter. You will still be helped. Now, on top of that, I interrupt you. I just had this visual of like, like some archangel being like, "Oh no, sorry, Heather, you called you called me Raphael, and I'm really Michael. So not helping you. Screw you. Yeah, screw you. This isn't my department, human. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't. That's not what happens, right? Not that. It's not no, that. No. So do that. But what I will say is, if you do know 
the name and you know, like maybe a color associated that you can picture and you know, the, the energy you get yourself familiar with it. It does help it work better. Yes. Or if you're, if you want to think about what their like specialty is. So like when I'm doing Reiki, if I just thought of like, who, like which archangel helps support kids, children or help supports health, even yeah. just tapping in, even thinking about that part would call them in. Exactly. So it's been, it's very beneficial to know this stuff and to study it. I highly recommend it, but do you need it to use it? Absolutely not. You can just say, could, you know, could I have help and support? Even if you didn't say an angel, could something or someone come help? I mean, be a little bit careful with how open-ended that is. Maybe I didn't look with highest and best intentions or whatever. Um, There's still, still show up some more dramatically than others. We'll get into that. Yes. <laughs> okay. The last thing that I want to say, kind of setting this up, is I want to make a comment about the visual of the wings. Oh, okay. Now, I have always seen, remember, clairvoyance is the, one of the strongest things for me when it comes to angel energy. I have always seen them with wings. 100% of the time, always wings. Okay. Do I think that you, if you see them and there's no wings, there's an issue there? No, I, I still think it's them. But there's this idea that they have wings because they like fly around. There's this weird interpretation of the wings to me. Okay. And so I just want to say that I think the wings represent what they do for us. Oh, okay. So if you think about the symbology of like wings and a feather, and like, if you see that, like all of that has to do with a connection to both higher beings, feathers are always that, right? Right. From a different place. And also wings are symbolic. Like if you had a dream with wings in them, the symbolism to that would mean that you would be lifting yourself up to the next place. Like you would be rising up and coming, getting over something or moving through something or getting to the next level. So I believe that's why we see the wings, not because they're actually like sailing around in the sky. Yeah. It's not like the Hallmark version of wings and floating. I, that make, I love that. It makes perfect sense. Again, my theory, but that was, again, I have seen and communicated with angels since I can remember. I, to me, it was one of those things very similar to spirits where like I started to realize that other people weren't doing it and was scared. Not I wasn't scared or I didn't think it was weird or special. I thought it was just normal. And then was like, oh, shit, <laughs> like, nobody else knows what I'm talking about. Right. I always interpreted it that way, that the visuals, any time that I was getting from them were for me. So keep that in mind. Gotcha. And then gotcha. I know I said that was the last thing, but there's one other thing. <laughs> One more, one more. Angels don't have gender. Yes. But they do, some of them have more masculine or more feminine energy to them just based on what they represent. So I will be talking about that when we go through each one, but I don't mean it in the gender male, gender female. I mean it in the energy of masculinity and femininity. Right. Which has been taken and sort of weaponized against us. Yes. But- Masculine and femininity (laughs) is just about receiving, giving, taking, all that stuff. Yeah, they just represent different things. It doesn't mean girl or boy. I do believe that sometimes the, like, I have never seen Michael, for example, present himself in any sort of feminine appearance way. And that's only because he he represents so much of, like, 
masculine energy that I don't see it that way. Do I think he could? Absolutely. Right. Right. You're going to hear me say he, you're going to hear me say she, I'm just talking about more along the lines of the energy they represent. Please take it out of gender. Um, angels like Gabriel, for example, is androgynous. There is no, and there's a reason for that. And so we can talk about that too. So I just want you to go into this next part with that sort of in your mind. Right. And again, if you have a different interpretation, just sort of sub out if Heather's saying he, or I'm saying she, and it's opposite to you, just interchange it. Yeah. Because all that means is that that energy reads more feminine or more masculine to you. That's the only reason it's different. And that's totally fine and makes tons of sense. Agreed. Okay. I think this would be a good place to go to a break. Yep. And when we come back, I would like to go through the, I'm going to call them the main archangels, the top ones, and just kind of go over what they do and what they represent as sort of like a, an intro. What do you think? Love it. We'll be right back after this short break. You guys have heard our ad for Restoration Coffee. So we thought we'd do a quick Restoration Coffee Real Talk or Resto Real Talk. What do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, I love Real Talks. <laughs> and I love Restoration Coffee. So this is really like where I where I live. Yeah, it's it's a good lane for us. This is my lane. (laughs) Well, the first thing that I love about Resto that I think everyone needs to know, here in Massachusetts where we live, there are a ton of coffee shops, but there aren't actually a ton of great coffee shops. Resto is a great coffee shop. The baristas know what they're doing. They know what they're making. They understand the science of it. They're not just like pushing buttons and coffees dumping out. They're really making excellent, high-quality coffee. They are. They're the best. So good. And then the, beyond the baristas and what you're getting, you can also get the beans. Yes. And oh my God, it's the best coffee, don't you think? Yeah. And like they're roasted themselves. Resto roasts their own beans. They're ethically sourced. They're not dunked in syrup or whatever happens to make like crazy flavors. Like they're really great, high quality, high end beans that you're getting. And you don't even have to be from around here to get them. You can order them from wherever and they'll ship them to you. And then the other thing I realized after going there so much was that a lot of places offer vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free stuff. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, I don't know if I want that. When I go to Resto, a lot of the times I order things and they're already gluten-free and dairy-free and I don't know it and they're delicious. Like they're just so good. It's so good. Even if you don't have a reason for needing to not have that stuff, have it. It's delicious and you'll feel great after you eat it. Yeah. So it's like this magical blend of taking care of people that need certain dietary help, but also making it really delicious too. Exactly. All right. I'm sold. Let's go. Let's go to Resto. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right. So this week, this is another, this is another TikTok obsession. We should just rename this segment what we're obsessed with on TikTok. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's really just sort of this sentiment. I've seen it going around. It's sort of been, I think it was originally a tweet or a meme. And I've seen it in different sort of wordings. People have taken it and worded it their own way. But I love it. I saw it, I sent it to someone, and then literally the next day, Heather sent it to me, and I was like, okay, 
So we need to talk. Received, yeah. <laughs> so this is the, it's a TikTok, but it's literally just a meme. And it mm-hmm. says, my therapist told me yesterday that some people, especially family, will choose to remember and recognize only the version of you that they held the most power over, no matter how long it's been or how much you've changed. I love it Ouch. so much. Ouch, man. I love our different reactions. I'm like, I love this. And you're like, physical pain. Strikes I mean, <laughs> I do love it, but it's like, and it, it's so affirming for me. I've struggled with that very thing for so long, but it hurts to hear. It hurts to hear. It does hurt to hear because you would never do that. Correct. That's you, true. You love a person evolving. You love someone becoming more powerful because you are not threatened by that. And you're, you have so much empathy in you. So when you see someone that you love evolving and becoming stronger and, you know, happier and all these things, you cheer loud. You literally feel joy for that. And so for people like us, when we, the opposite comes back when you're doing that and instead of clapping for you and cheering for you and feeling closer to you, when people are like, oh, we got to tear that shit down. It's, you can't even imagine it. It doesn't make any sense. And it's so hurtful. Right. And, And to your point, I love to see myself evolving. I mean, I love it for other people. But I also love it for me. I've been I work really hard on that. I think a lot of people, especially people listening to this podcast, are probably always working on bettering themselves and evolving and changing and learning and growing. And when people don't support that, it feels like such a kick in the ass. Yeah, because it's so selfish of them. They're scared. That's the thing. Yeah. They're scared. You know me, I don't really love the term selfish, but it freaking works here. This is where I believe this term comes in is that when you see someone else doing well and mm-hmm. it triggers something in you that goes like, do I have the power to do that better? And your choice, when you, the answer, you decide the answer is no. And so then you're like, great, well, let me tear that person down, make them the bad guy, cut them out of my life, whatever then that that's just like, to me, the that's just the epitome of selfishness to, to decide that because you and I both know, and I bet a lot of our listeners know that to evolve and to go through stuff and to change and to better yourself is the hardest mother effing thing on the planet and is difficult and it is dark and it requires so much strength to then to go through that and to not have like a parade thrown for you, but instead... <laughs> people throwing darts at you. It's like, are you kidding? It's so crazy. Right. And to think that someone would prefer you weaker or, or quieter or more unsafe. Like they'd rather be able to use you and twist you and turn you and manipulate you than to see you shine. Ouch. Ouch. It's rough. It really, really hurts because it feels like the ultimate betrayal And it feels like this realization that like, you know, I do believe those people love you in their own way, but it feels like this realization of like, you love me with a big condition. And that condition is that you feel a lot more powerful than me. And that to like reconcile that even just in your, in my energy, in my physical body, I feel that I feel like a reaction to that is so 
hard. And I, I know that both you and I have experienced that throughout our whole life of, of that. Yeah. Um, and so that when it continues to happen into adulthood, when you think like, oh, maybe that's over and it, that it's not, it's, it's really, it's really tough. It is. It's hard. But I think once you get over those initial feelings of pain and hurt, when you then hear it in this form, you can be like, oh, it, it, this has nothing to do with me. You want me smaller. You want me weaker. I'm not signing up for that. And it becomes this sort of like ticket to freedom where you can be like, all right, this is about you. You want me in a way I can't show up for you anymore. So this this has nothing to do with me at this point. Yeah. And you, I think that seeing it that way, how you just said it allows you to bring a little bit of empathy back, which is like the classic thing for empaths, right? Like we always wish we could feel less, but then feeling empathy for someone else is the thing that heals us. It's so twisted, right? Because you, because you think like, oh, this person must be mad at me or upset with me, or they must, it must be about me, or they must want to hurt me or harm me. But when you realize that it's really about them wanting to feel in control or feeling powerful, then you can use your empathy with that. You can, you can understand it. It's not okay, but it doesn't feel so much like an attack. Yeah, that that's it, that brings up to me the whole point, the real concept of forgiveness, right? Right. Yes. Which, which is if you say I forgive you, person who did something bad to me or who hurts me all the time, right? Right. I forgive you. I'm just gonna use the term Gene. I'm just randomly taking a name. I right. forgive you, Gene, for this random shit that you did, right? You're right. not saying what you did was okay and I'm I'm right. saying it's fine and I'm eating shit for it. What you're right. saying is I no longer want that to have control over me and I'm I'm have empathy for you and I understand what happened. I don't like it. I don't think it's all right, but I'm moving past it. And when you right. have that empathy like you were just saying when you go, "Oh, this is because this person does not feel powerful enough to evolve themselves." So right. they have to surround themselves with people who feel less powerful than them to feel power. And power is important to humans. It's just how we're designed, right? right? And it allows you to kind of forgive them. Now, I would like to tell you with forgiveness, that doesn't mean you should put your energy around them all the time. You know? Oh, it does not necessarily mean that. I always say my empathy, it's evergreen. It's forever. I will forever have empathy for you. I will forever care about you. And God damn it, I will forever love you no matter how hard I try. Uh, Jericho is human. Okay? But... (laughs) You will not get my time and energy anymore. That no. away, or I will limit as much as I possibly can. Because it doesn't, again, you don't need to put yourself around. You don't have to be a martyr just because you understand why someone's acting like a jerk. Right? Right, <laughs> but, right. Because I love myself also, and I won't put myself there. Yes. I also have empathy for myself. I also love myself. Oh, yeah. Can, can, I'm going to take this segment and play it for myself every morning when I look in the mirror. <laughs> Need a pep talk. Yes. It's the perfect pep talk. It's the kind of pep talk that I think actually works. It goes like, this is why humans behave this way. This is right. what, what is your quote unquote responsibility where you have control and power. And this is where you don't, and this is where to let go. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's that's a pep talk to me. <laughs> exactly. So we hope that it was a pep talk for you all listening because I feel like it's such a common theme and feeling for people. And if we can understand it, I, I think it can be a nice 
like aha moment for people. Yeah. And Jamie and I are talking about it now, one, because of TikTok, but two, because we're really heading into the season of holidays and seeing family and maybe seeing people you don't see a lot and having to deal with that. So I think this is an important thing to like really work on just for yourself, just inner work to like really realize that you don't, you don't have to change who you are. It's not your responsibility to make other people more comfortable with how bright you shine. Like I think it's a Lady Gaga quote where it's like, just tell them to put sunglasses on, right? Like too bad, but you can understand it and that can help you. Agreed. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Hang in there. All right, Jay, let's go through some of these archangels and let's talk about what energy they represent. Okay. I would like to reiterate that if you see them differently or if there's some part of this that doesn't, oh, that's not how I learned it or what I heard, that's fine and totally normal. There are so many different schools of thoughts and teachers who have their own twist on this. I think that actually makes a ton of sense for archangels that they're going to appear different based on your own life experience and your own knowledge and your own way of learning them. And it's 100% fine. Right. And don't get lost in the minutia, right? Like if we spend the next 50 years arguing about like the hair color of Archangel Michael, we've (laughs) lost the whole thing, right? We've lost the point. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. So let's, since you just said, Michael, let's start with him. He would love to go first. Well, that's the whole thing. So of, of all the things that are debatable to me about the archangels, I think personality wise, and I guess personality is probably not exactly the right term for something that's not human, but I'm just going to, I'm going to use that term now. They have this very like embodied personified way that we speak about them, but it really is just energy. We're talking about like observing the energy. Exactly. And again, this is how we see these angels. So if it's different, tell us, tell us your, we would love to hear it. There's no right or wrong here. Okay. All right. So Archangel Michael is to me the most known across all religions, all belief systems. If, If I said something like angel Michael or Archangel Michael, most people would sort of have some sort of connection to that. Yes. Here's now I always view Archangel Michael as very masculine. If you see it different, that's fine. But the way he appears to me is always that way. So you're going to hear me say he, all right. And a lot of the things he represents are in line with a more masculine energy. Right. So the things that Michael will can help you with basically, I think is a good way to put it is protection of any kind. Exactly. Any kind, energetic, physical. If you're like, Walking into a house that feels like sketchy energy, you can like ask Archangel Michael to help you. If you're if you're a lady and you're walking to your car at night and it looks sketchy, there's many times that I have called Archangel Michael to to come with me, right? Like yep. any sort of thing like that. If you're, um, I had surgery recently and I was call I was feeling nervous before and I was calling in Archangel Michael to help me feel safer when I was going into that state. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, Jay, but I don't love the vulnerability thing. <laughs> I have noticed that about you. Yes. <laughs> so the protection in that way, if you're feeling really vulnerable and that's hard for yeah. you and whatever, anything like that, Archangel Michael is great for. I call in Michael when I start like a Reiki session to like, just sort of like guard the perimeter of the session. 
So smart. I do the same when I'm about to meditate or anything like that, just to make sure I'm keeping it, keeping it tight. <laughs> and exactly. I, I, when I used to do like um, medium style readings or shows and stuff way back in the day, I would always call in Michael because he's kind of like the ultimate bouncer. Like, I don't yes. like that. Movie. That's yes. not here. Yes. Um, also, life purpose. Okay. Right. So if you're trying to figure out what your life purpose is, Michael would be the one to call in to help you with that. Yep. And I just want to, I just want to like say right here, that doesn't mean your job. (laughs) He may help you find a job that's in line with your life purpose, but your life purpose isn't a job. Your life purpose is more of an energy or a a thing that you're passionate about that you bring to the world. Excellent point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Safety in automobiles. If you're driving and you feel unsafe or just because you want to, you know, a lot of people will do things like when they get a new car, ask Archangel Michael to come and bless it in some way. Um, I always have a little angel figurine in my car that is blue. We'll get to that in a minute because that is blue is one of the colors that um, Archangel Michael's energy is. So as I'm driving, it's always somewhere in the car as just a a representation that he's with me. So I bring that up because you don't even have to call him in every time. Like you don't have to be like, Oh wait, I can't start the car yet because they get an Archangel Michael ritual. No, you can do it once you can have something that represents it and it works every time. Right. Exactly. Uh, Fixing electronics. If your cell phone stops working, if your computer's on the fritz, anything like that, any kind of electronic refrigerator, um, we just had big storms. Our power was out. I was like, Michael, please help us. Anything like that. Archangel right. Michael is a great helper. With. That's also why I call him in most during Mercury when Mercury is retrograde. Yes. Which affects communication, technology, appliances. So then when those start to go on the fritz, you call in Michael to help balance out that energy. Don't you feel like that's Archangel Michael's favorite times of the year? <laughs> Everyone's calling him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the colors that I see that represent Archangel Michael and, you know, in my research, this is pretty across the board. But again, I would like to say that if you see it different, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But for most people, we see like a royal blue or royal purple color connected to Archangel Michael. Which is also why he's connected to the police. Exactly. Police are, their motto is protect and serve. Now, I won't get into a debate about the police right now. Okay. No. The energy of that, if you think of like, if I think of like a a really heroic cop or a a good cop who's like, really their intention and why they signed up for this job is to protect and serve other people. That is very representative or really represents Archangel Michael, in my opinion. And that's why they call that in. Right. And protect and serve could be Michael's slogan. Seriously. Yeah. I think he would have it be flashier than that, but it totally (laughs) would be part of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so when you, you look at those colors, you could, you might see, like, if you call in Michael, you might see flashes of those colors. Like you might see like a, something blue or purple right after. Um, and it might be light, it might be energy, but it could also be like someone walks by with a shirt that color in a minute. Right. You know what I mean? In my, yeah. In my case, it would be that I would just notice something blue. Yeah. You'd be like drawn to something of that color. The other thing is if you're, if you're wanting to um, call in these, these archangels, you can wear the color. 
Yes. <laughs> Even can. if you didn't mean to and you wore royal blue, Archangel Michael's going to notice and feel more connected to you that day. Right. right. So like, I think subconsciously, sometimes we choose colors based on what we need energetically. And if you think of it less as calling in like a floaty angel and think of it more as the energy you want to embody for the day, it makes more sense to me in that way, I think. Right. And if you're sort of like weirded out by the talking about them, like they're humans or they're sort of like sort of have human bodies, if this is all a little too trippy for you, just remember that everything has a frequency. And so that energy, the energy of Michael or whatever you want to call him, this healing sort of higher power energy has a certain frequency. It also has the same, the color blue has that frequency. So they connect, they attract each other. Exactly. It's not like one day Archangel Michael was like, I choose blue, you know? Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. just the, exactly that point. It's the energy that lines up and what represents that. Again, police are blue uniforms, you know, like represented with blue. It's right. all, and they're not because, you know, what color Michael is, it's blue. Like, it's just all pulling in that same energy. Right. Whether they know it or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So I would just like to say of all the archangels, the one with the biggest personality is Michael. The one that likes attention and fame the most is Michael. He's the most yeah. dramatic. I, I don't want to choose favorites, but if I was going to choose a favorite, it would be Michael. <laughs> yes, I know you would. I love it. His energy is like a freight train went through when you call it. And one of the reasons I love that so much is because I think so many people struggle to feel energy like this and they want to know what does, what does Archangel energy feel like? And they don't have that experience. And so Archangel's energy is so encompassing that like it, you can't not feel it. Like a lot right. of people will actually feel like a feeling in their chest and around their heart chakra, just like pushing right there. They'll be like, Oh my God, that is him. He's not subtle. And so right. for me, as someone who wants people to experience that more, I love that. Yeah, I feel like I'm just a little bit of pushing on the back of like my shoulder blades or the, my back. Yes, I love that. The vulnerability spot. That's perfect. Right. Um, also, one of the things that he loves to do is to make knocking noises. So I yeah. invite you to like call in his energy and wait a few minutes. And then all of a sudden you'll start hearing random like knocks. That is him. He loves that game. It, he's very playful. Like he's... Right. Like if you think of someone who's like kind of dramatic and playful and funny and like really wants you to know he's there and like doesn't mind kind of scaring and startling you, right. that is Michael's energy for sure. Exactly. There's so many stories about Michael. Um, I think if you guys are interested in these in these archangels and angel energy more, we could do deep dives on the different ones and go into some of these stories. But if you wanted to look them up, there's some really, of all of the angels, there's the most stories about Michael showing up and car accidents and different, you know, different things. And he's, he can be very serious if it's a dangerous or like a life and death situation. Um, right. And he can also be very playful. So just a quick story. One time I was walking out of a store. It was actually the Christmas tree shop. If anyone wants to know what store it was. <laughs> And it was one of those situations where you go in and it's like light and there's people around and you walk out and suddenly like it's dark and the parking lot's empty. I don't know if like I time slipped or what, but you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I just got this like really creepy feeling as I walked out and I can't explain why. I just felt like someone was watching me. I don't know. Being a girl is hard. That, right. that whole thing. So I was walking to my car, which was like kind of far away in the parking lot. 
And I didn't do the smart thing of like parking under a street light. Like I didn't do any of the right things. Right. Well, we can't all park under the street light. Exactly. So I was walking there and I called in Archangel Michael energy as I walked there. Not something super uncommon for me to do, but I was just like more because I wanted to feel safe. I don't like the feeling of feeling like something's going to jump out at me. And when I got to my car on the windshield was a coupon for the store Michael's, which was not the store that I was at. And so I grabbed it off and laughed and was like, thank you. And then felt really safe as I got into my car. So there's little things like that, that Michael loves to do. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I have lots of stories like that for him. Um, But I would also like to say that people who have the name Michael or middle name, Michael, anywhere in their name, tend to be very natural protectors. So if you know Michaels, that's they're just have that natural energy about them a lot of times. Right. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to Raphael. Okay. The Archangel of Healers. So a lot of people in the spiritual holistic worlds know of and call upon Raphael quite often. I love him. Me too. So healing, guidance. Um, assistance for healers. Like if you're a healer of any kind, like Jamie doing her Reiki, any kind of energy work, calling in um, Archangel Raphael is going to just help a lot. And that's not limited to energy work. Any sort of doctor, um, nurse, anybody who heals in any way, Archangel Raphael, is. you're probably already very connected to him. I'm saying him because he tends to appear more masculine again, much less than Michael. I would say maybe on the androgyny line, but um, yep. that's him. Right. Agreed. Healing for animals also. And then smoothness of travel. If you are going on an airplane or a bus or a long road trip, Yes, you could call in Michael if you're in a car, definitely. But if you want the trip to go smooth and not have like your flight delayed a million times or whatever, you would want to call in Raphael for that. Exactly. The energy color that I see for him all the time and hear most people say is green, which if you think of healing, a lot of people think of green. Yep. I feel like Archangel Raphael's energy is like having a friend standing next to you. Yes. That's what I was going to say is he feels very subtle, very subtle. But like if you were, if you were doing some energy work to someone, or if you, if you're a mom and your kid was sick, let's say maybe that's a bit more relatable and you're like calling in some healing energy. It doesn't feel like some big thing takes over the room, like a Michael energy. It's like you feel all of a sudden like someone's standing next to you with the same intentions and they're like a really trusted friend and you feel better and you feel like someone's sort of doubling your effort for you. Agreed. And I think a lot of the visuals we see, especially in the Doreen Virtue era, was like this really bright green for him. And I never see it like that. It's more to me like a forest. Like I envision if I had to choose a color, it would be like a dark sort of like mossy green, but almost would turn into like a brown. Like it would be earth or very earthy. I was just going to say that same thing. A very earthy green. To me, it has like a bit of a sagey tone in it sometimes. Yes. More yes. of like closer. I would say the colors differ depend on depending on like how close he is or what's going on. Sometimes like a very emeraldy color green, I will see. Um but for the most part, it's like a color that you feel like you see in nature all the time. Like that's much, very, very connected to nature, I think. Right. Which is naturally healing, right? Like, so again, 
again, the frequencies are matching. Like we're just talking about the natural healing capabilities of the earth, of the universe and of you. Exactly. There are a lot of people who are very naturally connected to animals. Like my brother is one of these people where like he just walks into a room and all the animals suddenly like come over, behave and are like very happy to see him. (laughs) Right. He's like the Snow White. Yes, exactly. A lot of times it's because those people have a very natural, strong connection to Raphael. Okay. Right. Um, Could be Ariel too. We'll get to that. But like those those types of angels like Raphael and Ariel work together a lot. Same as Raphael and Michael. Like you don't have to call in just one. You can call in like a little combo. You know, they work together. They right. all, there's no, there's no ego involved here. <laughs> Even <Exactly>. for Michael. <laughs> yeah. You call a whole squad in. Yeah. So a lot of times that's because they encompass a lot of this energy and depending on your life purpose, you're going to be more naturally connected to different angels. I think that might be why I feel very connected to Michael is because he does a lot of life purpose stuff. And I think I do a lot of that work. So that sort of connects us. And so you'll see that as I'm going through this, like, Oh, I'm familiar with that. That energy connects to me. You probably already have a natural connection because of it. Right. Exactly. Okay. Gabriel, one that I think deserves more attention than they get. Agreed. And not just in movies as some weird character of like, that's scary or intimidating. Yeah. Not at all the same energy. I'm going to try to use they for Gabriel's pronoun, because I think of all of the archangels, Gabriel, even the name is androgynous, right? Agreed. Agreed. I never see Gabriel appear as just male or just female. I can never really identify it except in one instance, which I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Okay. So Gabriel is the archangel of children. Yep. Receiving and understanding messages for children, children understanding their connection to the divine or spirit, spirituality, however you see that understanding your child's needs. Okay. I don't care how old your kid is. You're trying to figure out what the heck they need in life. And it's freaking hard. Yep. It sure is. So hard. Gabriel is a great helper with that. Anything to do with pregnancy, um, like guidance for people who work with children, um, anybody who's any kind of messenger, even has nothing to do with children. Like if you bring messages from one person to another in any form, that's a very Gabriel thing. Or getting your message out into the world. Like, this is what I represent and who I want to hear me. These are, I want people to hear this podcast. Gabriel, go get everyone to listen, right? Like, that is that sort of energy. Yeah, I think he's known sort of in American culture as the messenger. Maybe more of like, that's twisted into like a, a message of doom or doomsday type of thing. But yeah, I think he's known for being a messenger or they're known. But I think I think that aspect of children is so important. I feel that more than anything. Yeah, me too. Gabriel. Um, I do call on Gabriel to get a message out. Uh, I also will call on Gabriel if I feel like I keep seeing signs or getting a message that I don't fully understand because Gabriel Mm. will bring a lot of clarity. And in fact, in a lot of like artwork, when Gabriel is represented, he's holding a lantern. Right. Because he really does shine like a light on things going on for you in many different ways. So there definitely is that element. But when I think of Gabriel, I immediately think of something to do with kids. I think of teachers. I think of anything to do with with children. I think of mothers or parents, any of that. Agreed. 
The color associated with Gabriel is usually a copper. Again, if you think of a gold lantern or light, like that sort of style. Um, I, I don't usually see copper like a copper pipe. I would see more of like the color of a flame is how I would connect to that. Um, but again, that could be different for everybody. Yeah, I was going to say like a rusty color. Mm, I could see that too. Absolutely. So when you need help with anything to do with children or understanding a message or getting a message out to the world, pregnancy, any of that, Gabriel is the one to call. And then a lot of times people will use Gabriel to find out if they or someone they know who's pregnant is having a boy or a girl. Oh, yeah. Um, And this is the only time that Gabriel appears to me as either female or masculine is when I'm asking for clarity on that. So if someone wants to know what they're having, I'll tap in and sometimes I'll also ask Gabriel. And if Gabriel appears very feminine to me, I'll, okay, it's a girl. If Gabriel appears appears very masculine, I'll say, okay, it's a boy. Um, But that's the only time I see anything other than complete androgyny from Gabriel. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Uriel. U-R-I-E-L is how you yes. it real. Okay. Intellect, study, communication, this is your real. Okay. Yep. If cool. you are a student of anything, yes. you want your real with you. Yep. Also very androgynous. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pale yellow. Very pale to me. Like yep. this very subtle, subtle energy. Not a takeover the room. Right. No, no, no. has a very strong energy. He's not, they're not as showy as Michael, but you'll definitely feel Gabriel around Uriel. I feel like you're like, are you there? <laughs> like it's, yes, barely, it's like a little wave of support is how I feel. Yep. Yeah. I feel like it's someone looking over, like watching over. Yes. So if you're trying to learn something, studying something, trying to understand something, really want to communicate or teach something effectively, Uriel is the archangel for that. Exactly. Okay. One of my favorites, I call upon this angel more than I'd like to admit. And that is Shamuel. Oh yeah. Same. Finding of lost items and also manifesting things into your life that you don't currently have. Yes. I don't think a week goes by. I, I call Shamuel Shammy. I have a lot of weird nicknames for archangels. I've been calling on them for a really long time. So I'll be like, Shammy. Yes. Get my keys or whatever. Right. Exactly. As soon as that happens, you will, this is also a very subtle energy to me. Maybe it's yep. different for you, Jay, but like kind of just like an intuitive pull in a direction to find something, or it just a couple of days later shows up on the table and it wasn't there before. Agree. I'll just start like, I'll have a thought like, Oh, maybe I should look in this place that I had never considered. And I know that that was Shamuel sort of like pushing me in the right direction. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll do it and I'll be like, I already looked there. Why do I want to look there again? And it's there. Exactly. This is also like people say on Facebook, like I I need help with this. Ask St. Anthony or whatever to help me find blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, I'll ask Shamuel for you instead. (laughs) Same energy. They both are just different names for the same energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Vibrant pink is the color I always see for Shamuel, which I think is interesting because Shamuel's energy is always so subtle to me, but it's almost like a a color that just kind of like quickly grabs your attention. And I think that's sort of why Shamuel has that color connected. Yeah. I think it's like to help you find the thing. Yeah. It's like, look here. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Another one of my favorites, 
Ariel. Yes. Okay. Anything to do with nature. Right. Anything to do with saving the planet. Yes. Okay. Anything to do with earth, not so much the universe, but like how earth connects with the universe. That would, that would be something. Anything that lives. So animals, again, similar, like we said before to, you know, Raphael healing animals and all that. Anything to do with anything that exists on this earth is Aries. Right. Exactly. When you see pictures of like mother earth or, um, a, an energy or a goddess with like a flower headband on or like something like that, that is such aerial energy. Exactly. Anytime that you're like wanting to, um, let's say you're buying land. Yes. (laughs) Ariel would be a great energy to call in. Right. Right. Because you want Ariel to be kind of like on your side, like think of it more goddessy, right. And less in sort of like the religious way you're taught about angels and energy. And think of it as like, if you go in, like, I remember when we bought the land to build our house, we had to knock down some trees and I was like trying to knock down the least amount. And I was like asking Ariel, like, like, I was like, you know, this is what we need. Like, help me regrow it. I'll plant more trees, lead me to do like, you kind of want her blessing appears very feminine. That's why I'm saying her Yes. to do this stuff real smart. If you don't want a lot of like crazy shit to go down on your property. Yeah, exactly. Like definitely a guiding, a guiding presence to help you with anything like that on land, property, or even if you're concerned about climate change and the the safety of the earth. Absolutely. You can like people like Greta, right? Like, can't you feel the energy around her all the time? That's really cool. My oldest son was born knowing he was here to save the planet. Like he's very passionate about it always yep. has a ton of aerial energy around him has that same right. thing. Like animals react. Like I was saying with my brother, like yep. very, very similar to that. Um, I see Ariel's energy actually in two different colors. Sometimes I see it as pale pink and sometimes I see it as a rainbow. I don't know why it's too different, but I have heard many different accounts and many different people say one or the other. So I'm just putting them both out there. Yeah. I feel the pale pink, but the rainbow actually makes a ton of sense. It does. Exactly. I have a feeling that the rainbow is like the um, kind of stronger, like, hey, look over here feeling where the pale pink is more like I'm here. I'm paying attention to you. You know, Ariel gives me very um, like vibes of like, I'm kind and I'm good, but I I don't necessarily care what you want unless you're aligned with what the earth needs. Does that make sense? it feels like, like Moana. It feels like the energy of Moana. Yeah. Right? The whole storyline of protecting the earth, but then her getting very mad and defensive of it and then healing and coming back. Like that's aerial energy to me. Perfect comparison. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times Ariel is painted as like very sweet and kind. And I don't, where I think she can be, I don't read her that way. I read her as like, powerful and like I'm here to help you human but you you're going to destroy the place you live that's going to hurt all the humans if you're not if you need to be in line with these things or no (laughs) you'll feel it you will yeah there's there's a fierceness that underlies that energy exactly exactly okay next is Metatron yes very futuristic very futuristic so this is like the flower of life or the healing cube that you see 
So yes. Metatron is all about clearing out negative or low energy. And that could be like from your physical body, from your energetic body, from your living space, from your works. It doesn't matter. Metatron is the one that you want for that. Right. Exactly. Also, if you want to go in someplace with energy already feeling cleared and good and positive, bring Metatron ahead of time. You don't have to just call, I'm going to say him because he always appears more masculine to me. But again, on that line of androgyny, um, call him in for that. Also, if you have a sensitive child, an energy sensitive child, Metatron is the one you want to call in to guide that child. Because any mother or father who's listening right now, or aunt or uncle, it doesn't matter, grandparent, if you have a kid who's energy sensitive, you know they struggle with feeling safe. You know that. You know that the stuff creeps them out because they live in a culture that doesn't support how they see the world and that makes it scary. It sucks. Don't get me started. (laughs) To to navigate this, they need to feel safe and powerful. Like they can clear the energy. Like their energy sets the tone. So Metatron is the one that you want to help guide them and does a fantastic job of that. Yeah. And even like showing them the cube so they can use it to clear, like sort of visually in their head, they can use that to clear the energy on themselves or in a room. Mm -hmm. That's like a great starting point of an intuitive kid learning to clear space. Exactly. I like to picture the healing cube, just like, like an imaginary grid dropping on the ground in wherever. Right. I would, I picture just like going like almost like dragging it over a person. So they go in the middle of it and just like pulling them through it. Exactly. Or like, like when you see or imagine people walking through a portal, I see them like walking through the healing cube. Like to me, it's sort of like this thing that you sort of shift your energy around and through. And if you don't know the cube, give it a Google. You'll, you'll know it as soon as you see it. You'll see it right away. And it's used in a lot of different things. Right. So you can use the imagery of the healing cube or, a very dark green, like a hunter, almost black green is the color that I see for Metatron. Right. Weird name, in my opinion. It sounds like a transformer or something. Um, oh, it's like not in line with the names of the other angels. And I do not know why it's like, you know, call upon right. Metatron. Like what? It sounds yeah, like, it's- a, or like a Ninja Turtle bad guy or something, but that's like a transformer. It's a transformer. It does sound like that to me. I don't know why it has that kind of name other than, again, very futuristic, I think, you know, like, like you said before. Right. Sandalphon is the um, angel of music. Um, If you need a little extra clarity on something, especially if it's emotional, I would say Sandalphon. Like when you get in the car and you're like, I need a song to match my mood. You want Sandalphon to help you. If you are a musician of any kind, Sandalphon is is your is your person. Yep. <laughs> Again, very androgynous. Right. The color I see for Sandalphon is like a turquoise, usually. Okay. Very like turquoise, tropical oceany. Mm, okay. Okay. Azrael, another archangel yes. that I think could have its own episode at some point. This yes. is this is the angel of death. But we love, we stand. Yes, we stand. Yes. Yes. How Azrael got painted as the Grim Reaper will never make sense to me. No. Other than it had to have been a patriarchal religious move because Azrael yes. is one of the most beautiful, feminine looking, gorgeous, safe, 
comforting angels I have ever connected to. Yes. Agreed. This force is like, if you were trying to picture like what God looks like or the goddess looks like to me, this is that like, this is such a comforting, wonderful, supportive energy. And there's nothing scary about it. Exactly. No. So assisting with death, helping souls cross over guidance for people who work with dying, but also remembering even back to last week's episode about, um, Yes. Transformation is the energy of death. It doesn't necessarily mean like a physical death. So if you're ending a job and starting a new one, if you're just ending a marriage, if you're ending a friendship, whatever you're ending, right. (laughs) As real as one you want to call in to like transform and to transition into the next part. Exactly. A white creamish colored energy for Azrael. Okay. Right. All right. Not black. No. no. Light right. cream. Beautiful. Jophiel, angel of beauty. All things beauty. You want to appreciate your own beauty. You want to appreciate the beauty around you. You want to pick out a good outfit. I don't care what form of beauty. Jophiel. Yeah. I was going to say aesthetics. Aesthetics. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Beautiful energy. Anything like that. Jophiel. Um, like a dark pink is always what I see. Not like a bright pink, but like a dark, dark pink, almost purple color. Yep. Haniel, another one that could have her own. Very feminine. Feminine energy. Yep. The full moon. That's when you want to connect to Haniel. Releasing what you no longer need. Healing feminine and emotional issues. Intuition and like divine connection, divine femininity. Represented as like a light blue. Love me some Haniel energy. I feel like she could have her own episode, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people probably have never heard of her. Exactly. And then there's just a few more that I think no one's ever heard of. So I'm going to go around them quick, but all of these are fascinating and should be more well-known in my opinion. Yeah. Like we want to know if you want to know about these because we want to talk <laughs> exactly. about them. Exactly. So Raziel is the archangel of spiritual wisdom, wisdom and understanding. If you've heard of the Akashic records, which also might be a good episode, Jay, or yes. if you want to do any past life work or anything like that, Raziel is the archangel that you want to call on. Another one that I see a lot of rainbow with, sort of like more like a like the rainbow you'd see through a prism instead of like yep. a arcing rainbow. Exactly. I am very, very connected to Raziel because I'm obsessed with spiritual wisdom and understanding. <laughs> you are. Raguel is the archangel of relationships, any kind, marriage, friendship, work any of that and communicating clearly in your relationships. Raguel is the one that you want. Very, very dark blue. um, Like midnight blue color is what I see. Exactly. Yep. Jeremiah, fascinating archangel. That's the life review clarity on your life purpose, deeper understanding of life lessons. You feel this energy around the new year all the time. And you're like, what's this weird energy I feel that's Jeremiah. Yep. Another dark purple, like a very dark amethysty color is what I see for, for Jeremiah. Okay. And then last but not least is Zadkiel, which yes. is the angel of memories, recalling memories, breaking old vows, forgiving and releasing people with memory related illness. And I see like a very indigo color for Zadkiel. Yes. All right. I, I could go them. on for 5,000 more hours about these angels. I love them so much. But let's cap it here and let's get some feedback from you guys. If you want to hear more, if you want to know more about working with them, if you want episodes 
on more of them where we we deep dive. We would love to do that because we love us some angels. Yeah. So we had to give you the overview, let you hear about it, let you learn about it. But then I think we should dive deeper because obviously we could have talked about this for hours. Exactly. So let us know what you think. Call on them. Tell us what your experiences are when you do. I say pick an angel a week and just like play with that energy for a little while and see what happens and um, send us some feedback. Love that. All right. Let's let's go tap into our our archangels. Jay, what do you think? I'm on it. Let's go. Can I ask everyone listening to do us a favor? Can you please go wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform you listen to the IGG on, can you go on for us, please? And like, whatever it's asking you to do, like, like, follow, download, rate, write a review. We would love for you to do that for us. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.